Greetings, friends and fellow passionate high achievers. It is 5.59 p.m. Eastern Time, and it is a nice, relaxing Saturday. Tomorrow is going to be the the Spartan race. It's getting up early and having to do things and talk to people earlier in the morning than I want to even on a regular day. Uh, so I kind of moved my rest day and my super chill day to today. Um, and it's been been awesome. Uh, actually, this morning started with a Toastmasters workshop that I offered to my division that also got shared with the rest of the district. We talked about how to run an open house and it I had no idea what to expect. I honestly had no idea if anyone was going to show up. Uh, I have seen the district try to offer educational things that, you know, people didn't show up to because everyone's limited on time and everything. So I was not going to take it personally if nobody came, but we had like 10 people and they were engaged and it was awesome because what I had to share was helpful for them. Uh, The more that I get into speaking and sharing things like this podcast, the more I recognize that I I do not like this spotlight. That's not where I want to be. But I do love knowing that I'm helping people, that I'm providing information or ideas that are interesting and engaging, that the experience is enjoyable and that they're getting things that they feel like they can use to help them as they move through their day or their work or whatever. Uh, so uh, definitely had a lot of that this morning. Um, and it it went really well. And I think a piece of that was because I, of course, organized it in a momentum learning format. Uh, there was uh, an interest from a listener in talking more about momentum learning. So I think I'll start doing that a little bit more in the coming weeks, just kind of uh, sharing a little bit more of the, the history of momentum learning systems and and giving you some ideas of how it works because it it's really it's a natural teaching model it's the way awesome teachers teach we just kind of put a formula to it Um, but today since it's a nice easy saturday and i don't feel like braining overly much i've already done my braining for today uh i just want to tell you why elephants are my favorite animal um Actually, they're not. They're my favorite metaphor. Uh, My favorite animal is a sea otter because they're super cute. But I do have three metaphors or just connections that have reoccurred again and again in my life. And they always they they all like center around elephants as the center of the metaphor. Uh, So the first one is really simple. You've probably heard it before. It's the admonishment of how do you eat an elephant? And the answer would be one bite at a time. And for me, as someone who just, my my eyes are always bigger than my stomach when it comes to workload and ideas and things that I want to get done. Um, And also, I I always want to understand exactly what the plan is, what the map is, see the whole picture before I start something. And that is unrealistic. You can have an idea of what you want the outcome to be. You can have like a vision of of what you want to create, how you want to help. Um, 
you, you definitely want to know why you're doing it. Um, but the the steps are going to reveal themselves over time and you just have to take it one simple bite at a time. So that one I, I remind myself of often. Uh, another one that's come up is the idea of the elephant and the rider. So when you see someone sitting on top of an elephant and riding them and, you know, like steering them with their ears and everything, uh, that rider has zero control. (laughs) There is a relationship that has been created. There have been some habits that have been instilled and, and that, that rider is guiding that elephant. And that's the metaphor that we talk about in momentum learning systems uh, with the just the idea that our selves, our brain, our emotions, even just our, our bodies, there's only so much that you can have conscious control of. Uh, if you've ever experienced nervousness or anxiety, even just getting on a roller coaster and just that like extra energy that starts flowing, you can't choose to not have that. There's only so much that we can control. So in momentum learning systems, especially, um, but even just in ourselves as we're moving through our day to day, it's important to recognize and remember that that we're the rider and we don't have complete control. It's not like driving a car. Uh, we we are human animals, you know, and, and there's only so much that you can ask of yourself in any given day. There's only so much pushing that you can do before the elephant that is your lizard brain, your emotions, your energy level are going to start to push back and be like, no, I'm done for today. Um, so that's, that's always a, a fun reminder that I I try to use to give myself permission at times and then also to separate. Uh, John Fritz, our mentor, would talk about how there's the the thinker of the thoughts and the observer of the thinker of the thoughts. So the elephant is kind of the, the thinker of the thoughts and then the rider is the observer of the thinker of the thoughts. <laughs> and And we can step back and watch ourselves move through the world, uh, but when you're ticked off, you're ticked off. And that emotion isn't just going to go away. If something's made you angry, you can, you can move through it, but you can't just snap your fingers and magically change directions. There, there's a bit of, there's a bit of coaxing and nurturing and, and there's a relationship that you have to develop with yourself. There's trust that you have to develop with yourself so that you can pivot and start to guide in the appropriate direction when those big emotions come up. Um, and it, that is a super important metaphor to stay aware of as a parent or a teacher, because if us as adults cannot control ourselves, if there are days that we end up on the couch, even though we know we should be doing work or mornings where we keep hitting the snooze button or times that we yell because we're upset and then afterwards we regret it, we've had years of practice trying to guide this elephant. So when your kid is getting upset, when their emotions are just completely overwhelming them, we have to give them a lot of forgiveness because that rider has not had a lot of experience. That elephant is young and rambunctious and the emotions are huge. Everything is new. Everything is different. It's a novel experience. So it can it can be a lot 
to integrate into this world. It takes a long time to learn how to guide the little elephant of our our inner selves or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then the the final one, the final little metaphor story, whatever, is uh, the elephant and the stake. And I uh, I heard this first uh, blast from the past. Uh, Dennis Waitley with the psychology of winning that I listened to on cassette tapes way, way back. Um, and I've seen this one come up often as well. So basically they would take little baby elephants like in the circus or whatever. And they would tie a rope around them and, and hammer a stake into the ground. And that's how they would keep the elephants in place. And the, the little baby elephant would try to like pull against the rope and they wouldn't be strong enough. And eventually they would just learn that once they were tied to a rope, there was nothing that they could do about it. So now you have a big five to seven ton elephant that is still being held by the same rope and stake. And if it just once thought to try to pull against it, it could be free. It, it would be released from that limitation, but it's learned to never try. And that's a, a story that it kind of brings our attention to learned helplessness and self-imposed limitations uh, that are very real and that can have come from very real limitations. I'm sure we've all heard stories about, you know, fixed mindset and, uh, you know, where you've got the kid that was told that their drawing looked silly or an adult that just said something was ugly or uh, a parent that yelled at their child when they were singing. And so that child then never drew, never painted, never sang again because of one negative experience that was really damaging um, to to their self-worth. It, it gave them that limiting belief that was hard to let go of. And it, you can see instances of that. I was I was reminded of this one because uh, a, a few days ago, um, so we have like a, a balcony on our, uh, off our apartment and we're on the third floor. So our cats can like come out and hang on the balcony and, you know, they're, they're not dumb enough that they're going to try to jump off. So, <laughs> and uh, they can, they can hang out outside. So I was outside. Um, I was trying to close the sliding glass door and Duchess Dharma, um, our Siamese cat came over and, and started trying, like she was making her way to come out. And as I'm closing the door, she's like speeding up and it's like, no, we're done out here. And then the timing was off and I just managed to, to catch her paw just a little bit with the door and, you know, she, she ran off and she was fine. She kind of licked her paw. I think it, I think it hurt a little bit. I felt really bad. Um, but now every time that slider is, is being moved, she runs away because she, she just remembers that there was pain associated with this thing. And she doesn't understand why. And as a cat, she does not have the capability to figure out why. But for, for us as humans, uh, those self-imposed limitations, those things that that really genuinely hurt us or damaged us when we were younger can become blind spots that we don't realize are self-imposed limitations. And that's where the idea of, you know, a fixed versus growth mindset. Uh, Carol Dweck is a, a big name talking about this topic. Uh, her book was Mindset. Uh, actually, John Acuff, who I talk about a lot, his book on mindset uh, 
is soundtracks. And it's, you know, he's talking a lot about overthinking. And like I've shared before, soundtracks are just those repeat thoughts that you have in your head. So they're basically the fixed mindsets that get in your way and impose limitations when you don't necessarily need to have them. And so he offers soundtracks you can use to start to rewrite the broken soundtracks. So one of his growth mindset soundtracks that he shares is you are not bad at it. You are just new. So even for a parent, you know, you're not bad at being a parent. You just might be new at being a parent. And even if your kid is 13 years old, you haven't been a parent of a 13 year old yet. It's different than when they were five. And if you have two teenagers, that second teenager, it's a different experience. It's different to have two teenagers in your household instead of just one. So when we start to give ourselves permission to still be in learning mode, it doesn't mean that we make excuses for not doing our best at something. It's just we recognize the fact that it's new and it may involve learning new skills. And that's where the growth mindset comes in. And with our uh, our new Momentum Leaders workbook that we're creating for our instructors, I was just putting together this week just a little worksheet page to kind of get them thinking about some of the the self-imposed limitations that they may have, you know, in their, in their own mind, some of the fixed mindsets and the little... Uh, worksheet that I created that uh, I haven't tested yet. So I'll be interesting to see if you if you try this for yourself. Um, it, you know, if you have any feedback for me, I'd love to hear it. Um, but basically just kind of like four, four columns. So in the first column, they put the skill and, and, you know, it's, it's good to address and be aware of fixed mindsets in the positive. Because um, sometimes we can end up putting a little bit too much pressure on ourselves. Uh, in an area because, you know, it's um, like there's, I'm forgetting his name now, but there was a tennis player. It was like a world-class tennis player. And he was angry a lot and like breaking rackets and just miserable. And it's because he was told from the time that he was three years old that he was going to be an amazing tennis player. And nobody ever stopped to ask him if he wanted to be a tennis player. And so he got really, really good, but he was kind of miserable because it wasn't what he wanted to be doing. So you, you can think about the positives as well, but obviously this exercise lends itself more towards the negative. So uh, I can't run. I suck at math. Uh, I can't draw. I'm not good at talking to other people. I'm always, you know, messing up conversations. I can never think of what to say when I'm making small talk. You know, all of those negative soundtracks that you have the broken soundtracks you have looping in your head. You know, you write the skill or the the negative soundtrack. And then in the next column, uh, do your current skill level on a scale of one to 10. So if you had to grade yourself from, you know, like a one being really low skill to a 10 being really high skill in that area, where would you put yourself? And then in the next column, it's your desired skill level in that area. And then the final column is, you know, what are some things that you can do about it? So and what I thought would be interesting is just exploring that 
that contrast of, all right, so you're, you know, you stink at drawing, right? I can't draw. It's a negative soundtrack. It's not a helpful soundtrack, right? So my current level, and I'm, I'm not great at drawing, honestly, uh, because I haven't worked at it, not because I can't, but because I haven't worked at it. Um, so I would probably give myself mm, like a two or a three when it comes to drawing, like sketch drawing. Um, desired level of skill, eh, like a three or a four, maybe. You know, when I really stop and think about it, I, I don't care about being good at drawing. It's not important to who I am and what I want to do. But when I see someone else drawing or I'm put in a situation where, you know, just for whatever, I mean, we've all been there where just for some reason, randomly you're in conversation or you're doing some activity with a group and now you have to draw something and it's really embarrassing. And then you're like, oh, I'm terrible because I can't draw, you know, but, but when I, you actually sit back and think about it, it, does drawing have any relevance? on your life at all. So for me, no. So, you know, are there things I could do about it? Yeah. But do I need to? No, because it doesn't matter. So part of it is is looking at, you know, where you are and, and where you really actually want to be. And, and if they're the same, who cares if it's a two? If your skill level is a two and you're fine with it being a two, then don't feel bad about it. It's just not your thing. And, you know, be aware of the fact that you could get better. That's a growth mindset, but it doesn't mean you have to go get better at that skill. Now, if your skill, uh, so let's say, for example, for myself, um, pandemic hit, I was thinking about, you know, who I want to be on the other side of it. And talking in front of adults is something that is important to me to be good at. And it's something that I, I, I don't like. I don't like talking in front of adults. Uh, so I joined Toastmasters because my my ability, my perceived ability was probably somewhere around like a five, you know, working with adults. And I really want it to be more like a nine. It's important for the work that I do. So what am I going to do about it? If you can just sit there and be miserable, but that's not going to help you. You're going to be much better off if you go take action and get better at it. If you want to grow, then make a plan to grow. If you don't need to grow in that area, then be okay with who you are and where you're at because we're not all going to be perfect at everything. And when you let go and you let other people's talents be interesting rather than important, you know, then you can enjoy it. You can be curious and and you can celebrate their successes while also standing confident in who you are and the talents and achievements that that you have that you get to share with the world. Um, so so yeah, so there's a, a little fun little exercise and lesson on growth mindset um, coming off of talking about elephants. Uh, so that's all for today. Uh, I will report in on how the Spartan goes tomorrow and wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep being you and figure out who that is and then be okay with however that turns out.